Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, we're kind of diving back into the world of memes. If you remember... Oh, goodness. About a year ago, I spoke with Disaster Girl. We talked all about, you know, growing up a meme. You know, four or five years old, she, you know, took a a crazy picture that went viral several years later. And just what her life has looked like now, being kind of an internet sensation. It was prior to uh, NFTs where she made a a ton of money. Uh, This time, we are talking with Brett Ambler. Now, his you know, viral sensation was not a picture. It was actually a video. Brett Ambler is also known as Kazoo Kid. He is, you know, an adult now, uh, but in 1980 um, something, I believe it was 86. He says it in here, uh, but in 1980 something, late 80s, there was a video that came out uh, with a kazoo. People bought kazoos for their kids, and then they got to watch a, uh, a video uh, where their, their friend Brett taught them uh, not necessarily how to play the kazoo, but how to have fun with that kazoo with, with his friends as well. Uh, there's tons and tons of videos and, and uh, you know, just little short snippets from that 30-minute video. You know, I told them that I didn't even know it was 30 minutes, you know, before. I've always just seen these snort, short little uh, snippets. Uh, but there's some some really <laughs> fun lines that I have just went viral just the way that, uh, I don't know, I think it's just very stereotypically 80s with his bull cut and his just zest for life that uh, has really, really became a, a thing of its own. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, he's actually going to say some of those lines. I don't want to. I don't want to say them now. I'd rather him uh, say them in, in you know his voice. I think that's a, a little bit uh, better. But I'm sure you've seen Kazoo Kid. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. What a pleasure to speak with Brett. He's done so many amazing things in the 30 plus years since the video came out. He's still a, a professional actor. Uh, this is kind of what started his passion for acting, so I thought that was really, really awesome. Uh, he talks about a, a play that he was currently in. It's actually just ended uh, this past month, but do check him out in, in future plays. Uh, but yeah, I think you're going to enjoy this one. Just kind of a where they are now, you know, where are they now, um, with uh, somebody who uh, kind of took inter- the internet by storm and uh, is still doing some really cool things. So. Without further ado, here's Brett Ambler. I'm here today with Brett Ambler. Brett, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for joining me. We've had to reschedule this a few times, so I appreciate your your patience with that. I've got quite a few questions for you, uh, but before we get to that, just kind of introduce yourself, if you would. Uh, my name is Brett Ambler. Um, if you've seen the name before, it's probably because of the Kazoo Kid meme featuring my eight-year-old face as a bowl-cutted, blonde-haired little boy, uh, dancing, singing, pretending, kazooing, and having fun, 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 fun. <laughs> I like it. You've already kind of, uh, you've already kind of touched on a few of my other questions here, but I want to kind of ask you a little bit about yourself as a kid before this. 
I mean, what was what was life like for Brett before he was in this kazoo kid, you know, thing? I, I don't know. I guess I just wonder, were you a, a child actor or what happened here? Kind of tell us a little bit how this happened. Sure. Um, no, the kazoo kid was my um, first foray into acting and performing. I, um, you know, I'd, I'd been in, you know, the like the end of the school performance at the elementary school every year that we did that but um nothing nothing of any of any note i was just a normal uh weird little kid from uh redding connecticut and uh you know played with my friends uh made stuff up and uh but no i wasn't really particularly into like acting or singing before this audition came about and uh yeah i found myself in that in that great position and I've been following it ever since. Tell us exactly how that came about. I know that it's, uh, you know, I've, I've watched a few of your other interviews, so I know a little bit about, I think it was a principles, somebody with a principal or something like that. Let's just talk a little bit about how it came about for you. Yeah, you bet. Um, uh, Special Friends starring you on Kazoo was a 30 minute video that came out in 1989. And it was, it was conceived and uh, written and produced by, a couple named uh, Melissa and Doug and uh, Doug just happened to be the son of my elementary school principal. Mm. Um, So when they put out word for um, that, they wanted kids to come audition for this. They used the principal network and they had like 500 kids come out from Mm. six or eight different area schools to come, uh, you know, try their hand at uh, being in a video. Yeah. And you said there's 500 kids that just makes it even more impressive. And that's kind of a good, uh, good lead into another question. How much of, I guess, was this the, the script that made it so interesting? How much of it was just who Brett was as an eight-year-old? I mean, was, <laughs> did people watch this and think, dang, you were a great, uh, a great actor. Are they like, you know, that was just Brett being Brett. Where's it kind of at there? <laughs> It's, you know, it's a, it is a, it is a great script. It's really creative. It's very imaginative. The songs are really fun. The lyrics are fun. It's about singing and pretending it's about um, making new friends. So the script is really, it's, it's it was great work, you know? Um, and uh, it wasn't, you know, I, I certainly have gotten into acting as I, as I move further, but it was like, I don't know, it was uh, something like proto acting. Cause I was still being me. Um, it was just, you know, I had the words to say, but I don't know. It was, a, it was, a, there was a, like a, a mushy line between acting and, and doing, I don't know what to call it, but like, you know, scripted personality work or something, but it's a, it's a lot of me in there. So I'm, you know, I'm proud of that. Pretty cool. yeah. <laughs> there you go. What, what do you remember of, of the, the filming? I think I, I saw that it took place over like one summer. I mean, do you have fond memories? Was it, was it a fun time? Obviously it's you know, it was portrayed as a, a fun time on the, on the video, but uh, what do you remember from that? Uh, that time? Oh, behind the scenes, it was all just darkness and misery. No, oh, man. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. It was, I've, t- uh, you no, know, it I've talked fun. to some child actors who that's, uh, that's unfortunately the case. So I'm glad that's not the case. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure if you get into a really, you know, more of a corporate setting and there's a, uh, I don't know, this was just, this was just a, a, a couple who had this passion project that they were doing, you know, Doug already worked in um, television and video production and um, they'd both done creative work for years and years. And uh, they, they threw themselves into this and it was so much fun. And Doug's parents came out and kind of like wrangled us kids when we weren't, you know, being used and they always fed us, you know, whatever we wanted, you know, 
I guess by whatever we wanted, it was like whatever we wanted from this particular deli. Um, but uh, it was great fun, you know, and the kids hung out and, and they had, uh, you know, toys for us to play with and keep us entertained. But um, yeah, I remember it as being a very positive experience. Good. I, I, I like to hear that for sure. And I, I never want somebody to have to kind of go back to, to these things. People should just look these up. But let's say somebody's listening to this. They say, okay, he's the kazoo kid. They're having trouble kind of wrapping their head around this. Definitely, you don't got to say anything in any of these voices. But what are some of these lines that people remember from this that people are going to be like, oh, now I know who, who he's talking to? Because right now I'm confused. Yeah, I guess the probably the most recognizable is usually, um, wait a minute, who are you? wait a minute, who are you? Yeah. Um, and then probably fun, 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 fun. And maybe probably because of the trap remix, I like to sing, dance, pretend, and kazoo. Those are probably the top three lines that get, uh, like, let's say if I post a picture on Instagram of uh, me and my wife on a date, there'll definitely be somebody who just comes up and posts Kazoo. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> real, real high effort. Okay. No, real thinkers. Real thinkers. <laughs> they dig deep for those. But those are the top three, I think, that get randomly posted on my stuff. I like that. Yeah. And I want to kind of talk later on about, you know, what it, what it's meant now. But uh, I, I guess, and, and you can make fun of me for this. I'm sure people have, uh, you know, a lot of people think this way too. Obviously, a lot of us have seen these short little clips I didn't necessarily realize up until, you know, when I started researching you that this was a whole 30 minute show or it was a 30 minute, I I guess it was a kind of a, almost a long infomercial type thing that people bought the, how did this work? People bought the VCR tape with the kazoo. Was it teaching them how to play it? Because I mean, I didn't see you like telling them this is where you're going to put your fingers. I don't know how it worked. Kazoo doesn't really, um, it's not so much like technically it's not really an instrument on it's more of like a mute that you would put in a trumpet like it changes the sound of something starting making sound it's a vocal uh you know transformer so you really just sing into it um and yeah so there's it doesn't require any um pushing of buttons or levers or anything you're just singing into it and while you sing into it there's this tiny piece of wax that sits up here so you sing right through here and this piece of wax up here vibrates and when it vibrates it adds distortion so instead of you get i like it it. you've got the kazoo ready i (laughs) always i have several several (laughs) at the ready but it's uh it wasn't an infomercial because it already came with the kazoo it was just a 30 minute play along video for kids to watch at home and it came with the kazoo shrink wrap to the box so you could play as soon as you got it home yeah. Was this, a, I mean, was it a, a much of a success? I know that these people still make toys, so it must have not have been a complete flop. They lost all their money, but was it something that a lot of people had at the time? Or Yeah, it was. Um, it was. So Melissa and Doug um, is both the couple's name and their company name as well. They continue to make all sorts of children's products, um, toys and uh, dress up. Uh, clothing items and puppets and all sorts of things. Um, They started out selling just to like mom and pop toy stores, um, just one-off non-franchise toy stores. And they sold a ton of videos. We made the first video that all the memes are from, and then they made two more as well. One that was around um, uh, Jingle Bells and another one that was around like a plastic microphone you could sing into. Hmm. They sold those videos to tons of mom and pop toy stores 
um, starting in the Northeast, because, um, you know, we've made the video, we lived in Connecticut, and spreading across the country to the point where um, a few years later, I think the video uh, beat out Teddy Ruxpin for like mm. an educational or edutainment product of the year or something like that in, uh, in California, in some uh, toy competition there. And Teddy Ruxpin, every, every respect to Teddy, you know, so I felt really good <laughs> about that. Yeah, that's not that's not nothing. That's pretty cool. Right. So, um, no, it was uh, it, it did. It did really well. And then they continued to grow. And now they sell in Target and Walmart and absolutely everywhere that toys are sold. So they uh, I mean, they're very talented, uh, yeah. hard work people. So they uh, whether or not this video had worked out, they were going to they were going to make something work out for themselves. But yeah, this uh, they kept going. They made the three videos and then they started making uh, puzzles right after that. Fuzzles. They made puzzles that had like a barnyard animal puzzle, but the pig would have like soft pig-like hairs. And then like the bird would have like little feathers that you could touch on it. And that was their first toy product was their fuzzy puzzles. And then they just made more and more and more and more and more toys. That's cool. Were you in the other videos? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Special Friends starring Yuan Kazoo was the first one. Um, and then the second video was Ring Along, Sing Along. Um, and that was like a concert style video with me singing songs to kids in the audience. And then, uh, you know, us all sort of playing together. And then the, the third one was, I don't know, the second one was let's sing along. That was the microphone. The third one was ring along, sing along. And that had like jingle bells and more songs. And I sort of remember each one less and less, um, cause the first one was sort of like the big deal. And the second ones were like, yeah, let's see if we can do it again. But they're out there. I think they're on YouTube now too. Some uh, some intrepid souls went out and found them and uploaded them to YouTube over the past several years. So they're all available. You can just drink it in. There you go. <laughs> and I know, obviously, you kind of were the. I, I I looked at the you know the front of the packaging. You kind of got the biggest biggest face. So I assume you're kind of the star of it. Did anyone else have any speaking lines at all? Because you don't see anything about any of the other ones other than them behind you. Oh yeah, they all have lines in the. Uh... Well, dang! I wonder if they all hate you now. You're like you're the one that made it big on all this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yep, they've all. Everybody has lines. Everybody introduces themselves. I think even in the three minute cut down version, some people have some lines. Carolyn and and now Hilda. I kind of remember that everyone. There's kind of a dance, and everyone everyone introducing themselves. Yep. Yeah, but the the gist is it's uh, me meeting a group of friends who already know each other. And then uh, all partying together. I believe it kind of got big in around 2014, 2016. Mm -hmm. in, be in between that time, like, was it just in complete obscurity and you had kind of forgotten about it? Or what, what did it look like once it got big again for you? Uh, it was just kind of, you know, bizarre. People found <laughs> me on Twitter. My, my followers went from like 200 to um, 2,000 to 20,000. I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, somebody came into a rehearsal. I was in for a show one day and said, Hey, do you know you're on Buzzfeed right now? It's like, what? Um, so it was, you know, it was weird. It was surprising. Um, but it was, uh, it was always very fun, you know, and interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, during that time in the middle, was it anything you ever even showed anyone or was it like an afterthought? Like, yeah, this is, it was just something I did as a kid. Or you're like, you got to see this. This was an interesting, interesting aspect of my life. Or did you even realize, you know, the. I kept the, it under wraps when, uh, <laughs> okay. before, before it blew up. I, uh, you know, it was a thing I did and that was cool, but I wasn't, no, I wasn't showing it off. 
<laughs> you were that that wasn't your your intro music for everything you you do not my calling card no and i still don't i don't i i don't open with that i try to get to know somebody first before they figure that out but yeah first and i've talked to some other memes too and i i always do like to ask that just because i feel like that would be a you know kind of a trump and a two truths or a lie type of thing i mean how how often does people figure it out? Is it something that people like known you for years and then they're like, Oh my gosh, you never told me this. Or how does that work? Because I guess my, uh, I, I talked to another like child actor and I asked them, you know, did, do you ever tell people, you know, that they say, Hey, you look familiar. Do I recognize you from somewhere? They're like, I never ever tell them like, you know, who I am because <laughs> then they'll, then I'll feel stupid. Cause they'll be like, no, nah, I thought I went to high school with you. It's somebody else. Right. Well, um, nobody recognizes my face because I was an eight-year-old boy at the time. So anybody who I've known like since high school knew about it anyway. Um, and then um, people beyond that uh, didn't, you know, if I move to a new job or something or I start a new gig, I, I don't like walk in and say it on my first day. I think it's weird. It's off-putting. I'd rather get to know somebody and get them to know me as me, who I am today, and then add the detail. Oh, also there's this, but it's not the first and foremost thing about me. It's certainly the most widely known thing about me, but um, it's, it's awesome. I'm super proud of it, but no, I don't walk into a room and be like, hi, I'm Brent. It's nice to meet you. I am a meme. So <laughs> respect that. But uh, okay. Good day one. Good day one, everybody. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, how do you feel about it? How do you embrace it? Cause I mean, obviously you embrace it enough that we're, we're talking about it now. It's not like you're something you're trying to avoid, but I mean, once it started getting big, obviously people started reaching out, just typing their, their kazoo comments on your, uh, on your Facebook post. What, I mean, how, how have, uh, I guess, how have you embraced it? Is it something that you look at favorably or is it like, Ugh. yeah, no, it's great. It's fun. It's funny. It's, um, you know, it's the first uh, professional performance work that I did, and I'm still in the same field um, years later. So, uh, no, I love it. You know, it's great that uh, it's uh, it's got a life of its own now. Certainly does. Yeah. What's some of the the I guess most interesting ways, or or your favorite ways that you've seen it used, whether it's the memes I found. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it too, because it's got. 2.8 million views that there's somebody that just has your kazoo work on a loop for 10 hours. That's almost, that's terrifying really is what that is. I, yeah, uh, it's, uh, so what I've I think my favorite thing that I've seen from it is the, the, the trap remix that like elevated it. That's better than the original. You know, I think if it weren't for the trap remix, I don't think the meme would have gone as far as it did. It's got legs, which is great. I love that people are still using it, but, um, yeah, I think it owes a lot to the Trap remix. And then, uh, I don't know, there's a ton of cute ones out there. And then there's some like really weird ones out there too, but they're all good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, you talked about that this toy company still around. They still uh, probably, I would assume they're even more successful than they, they were at that time. Did, mm -hmm. they, did they go back in, you know, in 2016? I don't know if they were still busting out the kazoos, but did they capitalize on that and start putting out kazoos again? Uh, they were already still selling kazoos, but no, they just, the kazoo kid thing run its own course. Um, that was from so far back in their history. Um, they just kind of let it do its own thing. They didn't attach themselves to it at all. 
what, what's some awesome things that have happened because of, of this kind of coming about? I know uh, the, the, I, there's, there's several things. I think you're, you're in a game, maybe you've got cameo, but talk about, uh, I guess, some of the opportunities it's, uh, it's uh, given you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think my face showed up in some like indie duck hunt type game. Hmm. Um, what else? Uh, some clothing. People were selling some clothing with my face on it. Um, I'm in, um, I'm in the card game. What do you mean? But, uh, yeah, I'm in that. I'm in the second version of that as well. And, uh, some fun interviews that I've gotten to do. And, uh, and it's a great conversation piece of parties. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And this, this question, you certainly can, you know, not answer and we can, we can edit it out, but I, you know, I have other, I've talked to other memes and, you know, they, they were just getting in on, you know, the whole NFT type thing. Have you been able to monetize, you know, this at all, or is it just a, a fun thing for you? Yeah. I mean, I, not as far as NFTs go, cause I don't own the, I don't own that. Uh, it's not mine to, uh, to work with, but, um, yeah, I mean, as far as working with, uh, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that was, you know, we did business together. Okay. Um, and, uh, one or two other opportunities like that. Nothing major. Well, I'm glad that you were able to, you were able to, to monetize it a, a, at least a, a little bit, given that memes are such an interesting thing where they're kind of out in the world. And a lot of times you, people just kind of lose, lose them and and they they kind of do get a life of their own when i was talking to the other memes it was right before the nfts and they were like you know so far i haven't been able to monetize it now thankfully they have but but yeah so disaster girl made a killing selling her nft well that's exactly who i talked to yeah oh nice <laughs> yeah so it was it was like a few weeks before she actually sold the nft and we talked about you know what what could come of that and i don't think she had any expectations of what was really going to come of it right yeah crazy yeah. good for her yeah no she was a she was a cool person for sure i i guess the other question is a little bit you talked about how you don't get recognized obviously you're eight years old i think now you kind of see obviously you're the same person so it's not easily just going to recognize you but you you do look a little bit like that but uh uh, has it has it ever happened any recogni- recognizing and then also i want you to kind of tell the story because it's one of my favorite you know once i've seen some of your interviews about uh right before this kind of took off somebody's seeing you in a coffee shop and he had a friend named uh friend named brett yeah uh the i was living in uh boulder colorado and i was in a sandwich shop and i'm chatting with this little kid i've i've done a ton of um uh theater for young audience work so whenever i see little kids i'm just like ready to engage with them um so i was chatting with this little dude and uh i said what's your name and he said i think tyler or something like that and he said what's your name and i said my name's brett and he said oh i have a friend named brett and he kind of wandered off and i said oh who's your friend named brett and his mom said well he doesn't he doesn't have a real friend named brett he watches this video with this kid named brett and i was like like a like a video with like a blonde kid with a bowl cut and a kazoo. She says, Oh, you know that video? <laughs> I know it really well, lady. Um, so yeah, that was like, he, I was like, how does he have a copy of this video? And she was like, it belonged to his uncle, my brother, you know, when, when my brother was like eight and now he's a grown man and now this little dude watches it. So I'm like, 
This has to be the only kid left in the United States of America who's still <laughs> watching an original VHS. And I just met him and he just told me like the chances of it all coming together are just bizarre, but yeah. Um, so I like, I posted a little story about that on Facebook at the time. And, uh, a couple days later, uh, an old friend of mine sent me the first meme that I saw with my face on it. And I was like, Oh, did you just make that? Cause of that story I posted, and he was like, I didn't make it. I just, I just found this. And then they just started coming more and more. It's crazy. It is crazy. So did you, did you let the kid know that it was you? I don't know. That may freak him out that, Hey, this is an adult man now. Who's was my, what is my friend on this VCR tape? I think um, I explained it to his mom first. Yeah. And then he, I think probably, or she tried to sort of explain it to him, but that doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. To <laughs> that like even when I was eight years old and nine years old, um, sometimes I would go with Doug and we would do like a personal appearance at a mm -hmm. toy store or at a kid's birthday party or something. Mm -hmm. And kids who loved the video, who'd watched it a bunch of times, sometimes they'd be like, oh my gosh, it's Brett. That's so cool. And other times they'd be like, you're not Brett. <laughs> Brett lives in TV. You're not Brett. And I'm like, look at me, I'm wearing the shirt. It's, it's literally me. This is just my bowl cut. I have the kazoo. They're like, no, 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 no. Brett lives in the TV. So you're not Brent. So yeah, uh, the fact that a grown man <laughs> at the time was definitely not, he would not accept that. So I don't think we pushed that too hard on him. Like, yeah, I'm Brett. He's like, yeah, you said your name's Brett, but not this Brett. Yeah, no, <laughs> Brett. no. I don't. like that. I wasn't born yesterday. Come on. <laughs> That's funny. And I, 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 I feel for eight-year-old you having to explain your own existence. Like, nah, that's not <laughs> you. That's not you. I'm me. Gosh, that's funny. And I, I hadn't heard that you did, you know, personal appearances afterwards. I mean, was it the coolest thing in the world? Did you feel like a, a superstar at the time? I know with Disaster Girl, you know, when, once it finally got big, it kind of got big in different times. And one time it got big, she was like 11 years old. And she said when she went to school, she felt like everyone was going to be asking for her autograph. Like she felt like she was the coolest person ever. So how did you feel when, uh, you know, when it, when it, as a kid, how did you feel when you were doing these appearances and stuff? Did you feel like you were, you know, I don't know who was the star at that time. I don't know. I'm going to say Macaulay Culkin, but that's actually a little later, probably. No, Macaulay Culkin was like my idol. I wanted to be best friends with Macaulay Culkin. I guess I hadn't thought about that uh, in a while, but I guess at the time I felt oddly professional. Like I knew that it was a personal appearance performance gig and I was the performer and I went in and I smiled and I waved and we sang the songs and I encouraged kids to play along and I tried to make sure everybody was included. I tried to make sure everybody was having a good time. And that, yeah, I, I felt uh, like a professional performer, which I bleeping love being more than so many things in the world. It makes me so happy to be a professional performer. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that I, I think I just stepped right into the gig at the time as the doing a personal appearance, knowing like, this is, this is my, this is my gig for the next 90 minutes is we're going to hang out here. We're going to sing some songs. We're going to make sure everybody has a good time. And then afterwards I'm going to get paid and I'm going to get a roast beef sandwich. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. I think that's probably, you know, that having that mentality and, and, and having that professionalism is probably what's kept you in it for so long. I want to talk about that here in a moment, but I want to ask one more question kind of about once it kind of took off again, I don't, you, you know, you mentioned, you know, pictures of your wife. I don't know whether, 
she was around at that time, but what, you know, what, what was that like? I, I, I think it would be weird for you, but I also think it would be so weird for maybe a significant other now to be like my, you know, my significant other's gotten famous off of his eight year, when he was eight years old, this video, that would just be so weird. Like, you know, confessional, I am married to the kazoo kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it was uh, it was strange, and uh, it certainly like you know my ego, you know, swelled for a moment because I had tons of Twitter followers all of a sudden who like wanted to ask me questions, and so I like, um, so I was probably like checking my Twitter too often, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, like just the looking to that if I were uh, needing a lift or something, but. Uh, and I'm sure I, I know that it was it was weird for her only in the idea that like, yeah, my husband is uh, like has this like Internet notoriety now, except he only has it with his eight year old boy face. Mm. So it's like there's this weird disconnect between like who I married and who people are talking about, you know. Mm. So, yeah, I'm sure that was a little strange, but uh, I, th I think it's pretty much ninety nine point ninety nine percent positive. And I want to talk about what you're up to now, but that kind of just leads into some of the issues. I feel like you, you've got to have a really good, I guess, honestly, some good mental health about you to be able to handle it. I really feel like we, we've spent, what, 80% of this interview talking about your eight-year-old self, and you've done so much and done such, such awesome stuff since then that I want to talk about, but do does it, does it ever wear you out that, you know, like, this is not me. I've done so much other stuff and everyone just wants to talk about me when I was eight years old. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get the attraction. It's a, you know, the meme has taken off. It's got, it's, it's got a life of its own. It's got legs. It's been stuck around for a while. So obviously nobody's going to email me out of the blue from Australia and say, Hey, Brett, we heard that you're doing a production in Denver and we'd like you to talk about it on our morning show, you know, cause not that many people are going to be as excited about that as, Hey, you're this kid who's in this meme that a billion people have seen. We want to talk to you about that. So I get that that's what people want to talk about. Um, and I think it only serves me to go ahead and talk about it because I am also still a performer and I am still uh, in that same field. So if more people hear about it and more people know about it, that's, better for me. So it, they, they support each other for sure. So let's talk about, you know, that those, those other things after eight years old, you, you went on to continue being a performer. I see behind you, you've got, I don't know whether it's a bass or something, but you, uh, you're still musically inclined. You still perform. Talk a little bit about your kind of life after, after the videos, what, uh, what performances you've, you've done and kind of that, that transition into, uh, I don't know, Kazoo Man. I feel like that's a bad joke, but <laughs> no, I, I embrace the Kazoo Man yeah. uh, namesake. But uh, yeah, so I, uh, I I performed in those videos when I was like eight, nine, and ten years old, and um, continued in that vein. I lived in Connecticut, so I uh, I went into New York. I met with a few agents. I got an agent. Um, auditioned for a handful of um, commercials and things. Ended up working with. Uh, doing some voiceover work when I was uh, still a kid with Random House. I recorded a handful of Dr. Seuss videos um, and it would be like one VHS cassette with 
a big story narrated by a big star and a smaller story narrated by smaller non-star. Um, but it'd be like Cat in the Hat and um, it'd be narrated by like Billy Crystal or Walter Matthau or Ted Danson. I think those were all names on cassettes that I was the B side to doing like scrambled egg super, or if I ran the circus, lesser known Sue stories. Um, so it did work with them, did work with random house. Then high school, I did every, absolutely every theater production I could get my hands on, including shows I wasn't supposed to do like working behind the scenes on the senior show when I was a junior and just everything they would ever allow me to do. Um, went to college sang a bunch in college in an acapella group, um, did a little bit of theater. And then once I got out of college, I just went back to doing more and more theater. And I've been doing that uh, ever since, um, since, uh, since I graduated college in like 2003. So I've uh, been doing theater in um, Richmond, Virginia, and uh, in Missouri, um, around St. Louis and all around uh, Colorado as well. And right now I'm in the last month of a six month run of a show called The Other Josh Cohen at the Denver Center for the Performing Arts in Denver, Colorado. Um, it's about a poor schlub of a human being who goes through a really rough year, but um, it, it turns out all right for him in the end. We know because the show is narrated by Josh one year in the future. So there's Josh narrator and Josh, current Josh, and then three other actors play uh, 30 to 40 other characters throughout the course of the show and play multiple instruments throughout the course of the show. It's very funny and very uplifting and a very good time. The other Josh Cohen, go check it out at the DCPA. The other Josh Cohen. Now that's that's really cool. So, I mean, I assume that this is kind of what, uh, what you want to, what do you want to continue doing in, in life? That's, I mean, what, what do you hope the future holds for, for you? It's entertaining. I absolutely love entertaining. I, I, I've self-taught on a handful of instruments. Um, some of which I've been lucky enough to play on stage. Um, I, yeah, God, if I can just, you know, sing, <laughs> basically if I can sing, dance, pretend, and if I can have kazoo stand in for any old instrument, that's pretty much, that's the line there, man. That's <laughs> life. So yeah, I've been uh, performing professionally since I was eight years old. And that's pretty much what I'd like to do for the next foreseeable future. Well, that's, that's really awesome. I, uh, I'm glad that you were able to, I guess, kind of continue on with that passion because I, I don't feel like that's always the case with, with child stars. You know, I talked to another one who was in a, Disney Channel movie. So obviously that was a, a pretty big deal, but now he does, you know, he builds cabinets, which he loves, but that he just moved away from it. So I love to hear that you are really able to stick with it. And that's something that's kind of, uh, you know, been your passion and something you, I guess, provided for you. I mean, you've got a cool base behind you. So apparently <laughs> it's done. All right. <laughs> uh, no lie. That was actually a gift. That was a, that was a grand gift that I received once. Beautiful. But uh, yeah, we're getting by. Very good. Well, tell people how they can uh, they can connect with you. I don't know whether, you know, I mentioned earlier about Cameo. I don't know whether you're still doing that or not, but tell us how people, they say, oh my gosh, now I remember I want to, I want to make sure I follow along with, uh, with Brett and, and see what he's, what his next show is going to be, how people, how can they connect with you? Absolutely. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Brett Ambler. I'm on Insta at Brett.Ambler. 
And I'm on Cameo as well. If you're looking for a shout out, I would be absolutely delighted. Um, at Brett Ambler, uh, I think. I don't know how you reach. Just search, I guess. You know, just search me up. or Kazoo Kid. If you search Kazoo Kid on Cameo, it'll take you straight to there. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. So that was Brett Ambler. Awesome guy. So glad I got to talk with him. I love doing these where they are nows. Um, I just think it's so cool to see somebody who was kind of a, a you know sensation, a blip on our radar, got super big with these memes. Something that happened so long ago is always such an interesting thing to me where you know people just live in their lives, something they did in the past, not even thinking about it, and then all of a sudden the internet takes a hold of something and and makes you uh, part of a game and talking to people on podcasts and all this crazy stuff. Just think it's an interesting thing. And uh, I'm so happy to uh, to hear Brett's still in acting, still doing amazing things, still uh, just a really cool guy. You know, obviously he's, you know, this is 30 years later. He's a grown man and, and uh, not, you know, eight-year-old Brett. But I can still kind of hear that uh, that passion he's still kind of that that spunky guy so i really really uh really enjoyed speaking with him go check him out he is a, a professional actor if you're in the denver area sounds like he maybe moves around a little bit but uh if you're in that area or uh, or want to check him out and see you know what that next show he's going to be in uh follow his social media they'll all be in the show notes he mentioned them at the end you want a cameo from kazoo kid Go get him on Cameo. I definitely recommend that. He was a pleasure to speak with. I know he'll do a good job with that. Uh, but yeah, so happy to speak with him. Check him out. Check us out. If you're not already following us on Instagram, go do that. Not in a half podcast. Jacksonf.com. Uh, we got a Facebook page for the podcast. Uh, maybe most importantly, get on Spotify. Get on Apple. Give us those five stars. Write a review on Apple. That's always amazing. Really appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, check us out on all those things. Check out Brett. And uh, most most importantly, check us out again next week where we'll have another amazing guest. But uh, really, really glad you were here. Glad Brett was here. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think. Or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.